This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Business as usual is a thing of the past, but the entrepreneurial spirit keeps us closing in on our dream. That's why U.S. Bank makes sure solutions are a conversation away so we can help you adapt and evolve your business, no matter what comes up. Because even in uncertainty, you can be certain we have your back. U.S. Bank. We'll get there together. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hello, SEO 101 listeners. WebmasterRadio.fm introduces over 101 reasons to love your smartphone even more. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available in the iTunes Store or on Google Play. Listen to SEO 101 live every Monday or download thousands of past episodes or download shows like SEO Rockstars, Search Pulse, The Daily Search Cast, and more. Download the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app for iTunes and Google Play now. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101, SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. Howdy. Hey, hey, has, are you at the beach or something? It sounds like waves in the background. Are you yeah, outside? that was crazy. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm at home, sitting in my easy chair. You're, uh, not, a, you're not at Blue Glass X down in Tampa, which started today? <laughs> no. Oh, dear. That sounds nice, though. Yeah. <laughs> 70, uh, 75 and sunny, I heard, for all of the... Well, it's, it's not bad here either, but for everybody that's out in the frigid northwest, it, you should be in Tampa today. It's not too bad here. Gloomy, but eh. No, I've, I've been. I, I just got here, so sorry everyone for starting late. I've uh, been dealing with renovation nightmares. Just uh, ended up our plumber didn't raise the piping lawn to the right level, so I was just about to start the drywall. Got my permit for everything, and then found out that that permit wasn't complete. So nice. my drywaller has to wait. So everything's being pushed off, and oh, it's just been chaos. So, so how how long before you're camping in the backyard in a tent? Friday. Friday, nice. That's when we're, that's when we're moving in. So, gosh, we're going to be without a kitchen essentially. Make sure you have stuff for s'mores and chili is really good over a fire. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we'll be sharing with all the deer that seem to hang on the back there. So uh, that's okay. Oh. Deer don't like deer don't like chili though. They do like marshmallows. Oh, really? Interesting. Yes. Well, I learn something new every day. Thank you. <laughs> and I just made that up, so let me know if it's really true. <laughs> I'm shocked. Uh, well, we've got a few questions to go with today and a bunch of other stuff as well. Um, I know you put together some, some notes and such uh, for the show today since I wasn't here. How would you like to start? Would you like to go with the questions first or the stories first? Yeah, let's do the questions, definitely. Cause All right. 
hopefully more people ask them is, is, is if we start answering them. <laughs> Sounds good. That logic again. Oh. Okay, well, I, my good friend Jose uh, has asked, uh, I just heard the episode on the rel equals author, and I thought you guys should mention or would mention rel equals publisher. Can you guys elaborate on the differences and how to optimize their use together on a future show? Well, we'd be happy to. Um, and I know John just mentioned he'd been doing a whole bunch of research on that, so I am 100% certain he's way ahead of my, my curve on, on this uh, knowledge. So, um, Yeah, publisher I haven't been doing as much as, as author. Um, and we're, we're definitely looking into using it. Publisher is really when you're, really helps when your content is being syndicated a lot all over the place. So you can be help. It helps the engines identify who's the original source of the content and what what site they should attribute it to, um, as opposed to author rank, which attributes a, a specific piece of content to a specific individual. Publisher, especially when it comes to syndicated content, will attribute it to individual websites or publishers, shall we say. Um, so that's that's basically the difference. One is the person, one is the site um, where the the content originated. Yeah, actually, for once, makes sense. It's yeah. good. It's pretty straightforward <laughs> there. Um, well, how much and how it, much it's actually going to help? We don't know yet. Um, you know how well it does? We don't know yet. At least I don't know yet. <laughs> so apparently, there's there's a, a, an issue where the rich snippets tool was caused was picking that up incorrectly. Um, this is cool. This is quite a ways back, but this is from John Mueller, who we have had on the show before from Google. This is, uh, I guess, just a few short comments. This is a thread I found. Um, it's fine to have both a link, rel equals publisher, and author markup on the same page. The rel equals publisher confirms that your website is the publisher of that Google Plus page. Aha, Google Plus page. That's what he's talking about. I was wondering how that could be relevant now. The authorship markup confirms that you, your personal profile, is the author of the content on that page. This markup can be used independently since the meanings are slightly different. So, yeah. although that is a, that's a different thing, it, it just shows the same logic as being applied here. Yeah, and 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 he makes a good point. You know, just like with author rank, which ties directly to your Google Plus page, that's how they connect you. Um, author or publisher also ties to a page on Google Plus. So, if you're a publisher, you need you should have a Google Plus page for your publication and tie the two together. Mm-hmm. Now, I know what. Uh, Pretty sure I know my Jose's a, a, a good friend of mine, one of my best friends, and, and uh, I know what he's. I know what he'd ask right now. He'd ask, "Well, okay, well, what does it do for rankings?" So <laughs> now let's just go with relics authors, since that's something you've been focusing on. How how is that been um, helping these days? Have you noticed anything? So so it does a few things for you. Um, one. It just, especially in news, and we deal a lot with news here. You know, in the news algorithms, certain websites have certain weight for different topics. Like, you know, ESPN is going to do better for sports related stories, and Wall Street Journal is going to do better for financial stories. What Author Rank does is takes that a step further. And let's say you're a reporter and you cover. Um, you know, a certain sports team, and you write about that sports team all the time, your author rank is going to get authority for that particular topic. So when you're writing about your, your coverage area, your specific topic, whether it be a sports team or you're a political reporter or you have the police blot or whatever it is, when you write about those types of stories, you're going to do better because you have authority in that particular topic. So that's kind of what author rank it doesn't do that a lot right now but that's what it's leading up towards in my opinion so from a rankings perspective perspective it's going to do the same thing that the news algorithm does for websites to individuals 
Right, and, and we talked about that before. But I guess right now you haven't noticed anything really making well, a dent. So I'm sure. The, well, the other thing it does for you from a rankings perspective is when you do show in the rankings and you have your photograph there and you have the links to more, more articles by this author and it talks about your Google Plus circles, A, the photograph's going to make that particular piece stand out in the rankings and it'll probably increase click-throughs. The fact that it has... Um, how many circles you, you're included in as an author and links to other publications or other pieces you've written is going to lend authority to that piece, which will also drive increased click-throughs. As far as what it's doing to make you rank better, um, that's really going to really depend on, I think, if it does anything right now. And if it does, it's a very small amount towards rankings. But if it does, it really depends on how active you are in Google Plus and how active people are in sharing that piece of content in Google+. I believe the more it's shared, the better it's going to do in rankings eventually. Right now, it's a very small piece of the algorithm, if any, so I wouldn't count on it making huge improvements. Um, but that's where it's going, and, that, and that's yeah. going to be a big impact you know, within, the, within a year or so. Yeah, I mean, Google's done a great job of, of well, purposely, I don't know, but of, of, of being very obvious and transparent that, that personalization is the way it's going. And oh, yeah. author rank makes perfect sense. Yep, absolutely. The uh, one thing about – sorry? I, I think they realize that if, if someone like Danny Sullivan or Matt Cutts writes about SEO, it's going to have a lot more – it's going to have a lot more potential to be a good quality result than if some you know person who usually writes about bicycle tires writes about SEO. So it makes perfect sense. Quit hacking my content, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I, mean, I lost my train of thought. So well, let's go to the next question. <laughs> well, you lose your train of thought, you just give up, and you just say, no, let's go on to the next one? Come on. Yeah, I do, I do. You just give up. All right, what's the next one? <laughs> uh, well, this is from Aaron. He says, hi, guys, I have a weird question. Woohoo, we like those. Okay. Um, from my analytics, I noticed it was getting referral traffic from hotel f- review sites like Frummers and concierge.com. However, my site... <laughs> is about massage continuing education. When I looked into it, I found that a link for a hotel, a particular hotel he mentions here, redirects to my site. Could this have a negative impact on my link profile? Is this something I should report to Google? Is it possible for me to manually remove, remove the redirect? Well, no, you couldn't manually remove the redirect. That's their site. Um, but should you report it to Google? Is it, <laughs> it's tough is to it call. A, I mean, is it a bad site? I mean, is it? Is it? Have you done a link profile check on that domain? Does it have nasty things associated with it? Um, it'd be the first thing I would do. Um, do you have a problem showing up on hotel review sites, especially if you're getting traffic? I mean, is it bad traffic? I well, mean, it is. It does, it does nothing to do with what he does, right? Massage continuing education. I don't know. I mean, I guess you could try and. Uh, lure some people in. <laughs> when I'm saying when I'm saying bad traffic, I'm saying traffic from spammy sites, um, things that I mean, it's not going to be yeah. converting traffic at all, most likely. Mm-hmm. But uh, you think about you think about the link profile of that domain. If it's got a decent link profile, there's no reason to get rid of it. But if it has a if it has a real spammy or unfriendly link profile, then you would definitely want to get rid of it as links counting in towards your site. I, it's, it's, I'd like it's, to know how this happened. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. It's interesting. How, how does a site just all of a sudden decide, oh, I'm going to redirect to this random site? There's got to be some <laughs> kind of connection. Although, you know, uh, no, I guess, I guess it wouldn't help a CNN to link to me because really I, I wouldn't know what to do with all the traffic, but it'd be kind of fun to try with them. Yeah. <laughs> just random traffic. Wow, it's I mean, like the 19, it's like 1997 all over again. <laughs> so, so here's what you do. First, investigate the link profile of this redirecting domain. If it looks like it's got some decent links, there's not any real spammy stuff to it. If it doesn't look like it's a problem site, um, leave it alone. Let it redirect you because it's probably helping a little bit with your link profile. If it does have problems and it's going to cause you problems, then go into try to contact the owner first of all try to contact the owner and say quit redirecting to my site and see if they'll change it uh, second if that doesn't work if you can't get them to change it, you can't get them to remove it then I'd think about going into Google's um, webmaster tools and asking them to discount those links well the other thing too is if this is eating up bandwidth and it's 100% bounce rate then it's well worth your time to get this guy to drop the link Bandwidth is so cheap, though, compared to – you need to check that link profile. If it's yeah. got a decent, strong link profile, it might be worth the bandwidth costs. Yeah, I guess it goes against everything we tell people, but yeah. I mean, it, it technically shouldn't be a link that helps, but uh, you're right. I mean, there is a certain amount of robo-off no matter what. Their, their algorithm isn't that clean. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but keep an eye on it because it could very easily turn into a problem child for you at some point. Yeah. But I'd say the first thing to do is try to contact. And if you don't know how to get a hold of the, the people who own the domain, do a who is check on the domain name, especially since it's a tie-in domain. It might be a little bit more difficult to find out who owns it. But um, I always use the tool I use is whois.sc slash, and then you put the domain name in, and it'll give you the who is information um, if, it, if they have access to it. Nice. Okay, well, let's take a quick break. and we get back, we've got one more question, and then we've got a, a few pieces of news. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of Internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrand. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrands with a Z for eBrands. 
Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Hey, everyone. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. And this is Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. We just wanted to wish you a really happy, healthy, green Christmas and a prosperous new year. Indeed, Jim. And to all of our clients, guests, and, and the valuable listeners of uh, Webmaster Radio, happy holidays. On behalf of Webcology on webmasterradio.fm, happy holidays. From all of us to all of you, webmasterradio.fm, wishing you happy holidays and a prosperous new year. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So we've been answering a few questions from our Awesome listeners, and uh, we have another question here. Apparently, this is from another page. I'm not sure about that. But anyway, um, it's a Facebook topic. It says, how does a 302 redirection to a homepage impact your site? So, so, so let me – I was on – Brent Payne is a – he's an he's SEO out of Chicago. Follow him on Facebook, and he asked a question. Basically, he put up a website and said, what's wrong with this site? And just just asking his followers, I thought it was kind of funny because it's basically saying, "Hey, would you guys do the audit for me?" Because <laughs> everybody <laughs> came up with all these different things. It was it was funny, but what he was asking for is, is apparently this site had a CMS that from the home page it redirected to default.html, um, so it's whatever domain dot slash default, and that was the big issue. And it is a big issue, and there was a big discussion ended up in the comments about why is that an issue? And I thought it'd be a great thing for us to cover just to. Just because it seemed to be a very interesting topic to the people on his site, um, so I thought it might be uh, applicable to our audience as well. Okay. Yeah, 302 is an interesting choice, isn't it? Um, well, it's the why? wrong choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would definitely go 301 if I'm going to have a redirect at all, which that's the so, thing. Why? So what happens is a lot of CMSs, especially CMS systems written on Microsoft platforms, um, .NET platforms, a lot of them – and a lot of other ones, too, use 302 redirects as the base for their CMSs because for many technical reasons, they have to do a redirect when the person first comes to the home page to set cookies, to do all kinds of weird stuff. So um, a lot of these CMSs do that, and they use the default form of a redirect. And in most programming languages, the default redirect is a 302 um, and most of the time, you have to specifically code to get a 301. So a lot of these programmers build these CMSs and just use the default redirects, and it's a 302. And so that's that's a bad thing. So question came up, well, why is it a bad thing? Well, why is that a problem? So how would you answer, Ross? Well, first of all, let's just clarify that a 301 redirect is a permanent redirect from one 
URL to another. It's saying this is moved permanently to this URL. A 302 is temporary. It's saying this is temporarily moving here. At some point, it will move back to the one that you're, you're being redirected from. Um, so, you know, once you understand that, you can probably see that a 302 wouldn't make much sense because you're essentially keeping uh, the clout at the other page. Uh, now, exactly how that would affect a ranking, I can't say. It's pretty microcosmic. I'm not sure exactly well, how much. Well, it so, it, so it's not going to impact internal pages very much at all. I'll give you that. On a home page, however, it can actually have it can actually make a difference, and and the reason is most people do not link to a website using something other. If they're going to link using the domain, they're just going to use the domain. They're not going to add that slash default.html. So basically, those links will be redirected links, and those redirected links don't carry as much clout as a direct link, right? So, yeah, so that essentially, like if, for example, if you 301 redirect, even 301, you do lose a little bit of, for the sake of the listeners, page yes. rank yes, as doing with, that pass. But with the 302, it definitely loses clout because they're expecting yeah. that old page to come back at some time. So if your home page, if your link profile overall for your site has a large majority of your links going to your home page, and a large majority of those links are redirected via 302 to another page, it can really hurt your overall link profile without a doubt. So 302 is wrong. 301 is your best choice if you have to redirect, but your best choice overall is to link directly to your homepage. Don't do a redirect off your homepage. You know what they could really do? And this will, sorry, screw up everyone, but it's too funny to say, is if they actually had um, a 302 to that page and then had a canonical. Uh, I was just going to say the same thing. (laughs) That's actually another good solution if you can't, for some reason, change the redirect type, and you have to have that redirect to set cookies or whatever your CMS wants. You can't change the code of the CMS. You can put that canonical tag at the default page, and that will help. That's it. You'd laugh, Ross, but that is a good solution for those people who can't make those changes. I don't know. Don't you think that would that would be it would be almost a redundant be like a, a loop, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be, cause a problem with Google? Uh, no, because it's not a redirect. Canonical just says this page should be this page, right? And there's – see what I mean? So the real URL for this page is X. So <laughs> the, real, the real URL for this page is X, but oh, X redirects to this. Right. So since it's not a redirect, I think you're going to be fine. <laughs> it's just a canonical. If you were to redirect in a loop, then you'd be in trouble. If you, <laughs> That would be problems. So, people, this is sort of an example of, although, you know, what's, maybe it made a lot of sense once we explained it. I say maybe because I don't know. But um, this is a good example of how SEO can get technical. Um, this is stuff that just sounds like Greek to many people. And uh, and but, but, this is oftentimes the kind of stuff we do consult do consult on. So, so think about it this way, Ross, and hopefully this will be a little bit simpler when we start talking about all those redirect loops and that stuff. The, the, the main domain and the default.html page that was talked about in this description is exactly the same page, right? There's no different file. It's the same file. It's just the way that the URLs are structured to call it. So if yeah. you put that canonical tag on that page, what you're saying is this page is really at this URL, not the one you came to. Yeah, so it's not as though 
Oh, I was just teasing. It's not as though the Google's going to follow that. So I'm, I'm just saying that it just sounded like a perfect loop, uh, but you know, it would confuse people. But um, <laughs> yeah, the canonical can help, uh, long and the short of it, uh, if you have to go that route. But gosh, that's it's like using a lot of duct tape on something. It's like going through the drive-through, placing your order, going to the pay window, and when you go to the next window, they ask you for your order again, and you just go loop. <laughs> So not a good thing, people. Not a good thing. You, okay. You never, you never quite get your food. <laughs> Which is probably not a bad thing because you're McDonald's. That's true, too. <laughs> All right. So uh, producer-suggested tip. Now, I think we've already discussed this. Um, prediction for SEO in 2013 was that the importance of author rank would increase. Yeah, I, I think that a lot of people uh, – there's, there's a recent article in BlogHer – and Blogger is a huge, huge site for bloggers, especially mommy bloggers. Um, they have a huge conference every year as well. And, and, and one of their main people said author rank is really going to be taking off, specifically in 2013. However, it's already taking off, so it's a little behind. Um, but but they're, they're absolutely correct. We talked about it earlier. You've got to be in it. Not, not if you're, and I think the point made here is we talked about it from a news perspective a little earlier. This also counts for bloggers. It counts for anybody creating content on the web, writing on a regular basis. You want to make sure that author rank is part of what you're doing, not only for your own sites, but if you're guest posting, make sure the sites you post on attribute the articles to you and your author rank as well. So uh, it's just a big thing, and you got to keep on top of it. It's like, you know, it's like if you decided that you didn't want to bother with um, thinking about keyword targeting anymore you know why do i have to worry about keywords authoring is just as important long term as targeting and link link building and social media the whole thing yeah it was it's 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 bound to be big it's it's a, a very smart idea of adding yet another layer of credibility credibility filtering to rankings yep. and you know google wants to do that it just makes things better and i don't know i i if you i, I snicker sometimes about predictions just because uh, i think we've been i'm just too skeptical i've been doing this too long because frankly it's it's like saying yes uh, i predict next year google's algorithms will get stronger and and look at links more well duh <laughs> so, so here here's my prediction and i firmly stand on it in the year in the year what is this 2013 coming up in the year 2023 10 years from now facebook will no longer be relevant Period. Facebook will be gone. <laughs> oh, that That's my prediction. Nice. <laughs> yep. And Google will right. not be and Google will not be known as a search engine anymore. Honestly, I believe that. Well, what will a search engine be at that point? Probably be uh, an old term. Yeah, it, it'll be hard to see what what they'll be. I don't think Google will be out of business by any means. They have their fingers in way too many pies, but I don't think search will be their primary focus anymore. I mean. It's it's hard to envision that now because a vast majority of their revenue is driven by search. But once that revenue starts to shift, and it will shift over the next 10 years, search will become a much, much smaller part of what they do. Well, at some point, they are going to change their name to Skynet. <laughs> they already call themselves that internally, I'm sure. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's take a quick break, and we've got a couple other things to cover before we end the show. SEO 
Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I signed us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 11th Annual Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2013. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry today into the Web Marketing Association's 11th Annual IAC Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Happy Holidays. Whoa. Happy holidays. Whoa. That's about the best singing we've ever done on the show. Yeah, when I don't say words, it really comes out great. Yeah, we're Michael, Neil, and Laura. Oh, the LinkedIn rock stars. Yes, happy holidays, everybody. We've, we've so much enjoyed being in front of you and being part of your lives, I hope. And I hope you listen to the show. Hope you enjoy it, and happy holidays. From all of us to all of you, webmasterradio.fm, wishing you happy holidays and a prosperous new year. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So, hey, hey, Can we yeah. go back where we where we left off before the break? Just to talk real quick, we talked about how Google might not be around or Facebook might not be around. I just it reminded me of a conversation I had earlier this week with a with a client. We were talking about you know what's the future of this? What's the internet going to look like? And it brought us down around to a really interesting topic about why SEO is one of the most important marketing channels you can do. Um, you think about your email channels, your PPC, your direct. To do everything you can do marketing wise online why is SEO the most important one and I'm not just saying this because I'm an SEO and I'm you know I, okay I, I am a little bit uh, <laughs> but but realistically 
the one thing that a business or an individual, but particularly for businesses, the one thing a business owns online that will always be theirs is their domain and the website they have sitting on that domain. And they can have the best Facebook profile on the planet, but when Facebook goes under because their advertising model doesn't work, I just say MySpace, um, that goes away. <laughs> They will always have their website, and the one thing they always want to continue doing is building equity in that website from a search perspective, from a social perspective. They need to own that, and they need to make it the best possible and and most findable content online related to their business. And that's why SEO is, I think, Mm -hmm. one of the most important channels you can ever invest in because you're investing in the one thing that you will always own on the Internet. It will never be taken away. You know, it won't mm-hmm. go out of business unless you do. Then it doesn't matter. But you know, if you put a lot of time and energy on these external sources and external marketing channels, and you do want to use them, but if you focus on that so much that you forget about your SEO, your long-term goals could easily be impacted in the negative, without a doubt. Nicely said. Nicely said. I thank mean, you, thank you. Yeah, I'll be here. I'll be here. No, I won't be here all week, but I'll be here next week. <laughs> <laughs> With Maybe. luck. <laughs> um, yeah, we're getting close to doomsday after all. What is that, the 27th? <laughs> the 23rd. It's before Christmas. Oh, oh, oh there you go. Yeah, so uh, brother. Asking, asking for my presents early. <laughs> okay. I'll do it too. <laughs> um, so text messaging has turned 20. Today's the birthday of texting. Hmm. Do you remember your first text? What was the first thing you ever texted? I don't remember. I, I've never really been into cell phones. I only got into them maybe a couple of years ago. Then so. it should be easier to remember because it was only a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just how little I care. I don't think I remember. <laughs> my, first, uh, my first text was really stupid. My oh, first well, text, given. It was, but yeah. it was, did you get this? <laughs> does, does does this shit really work basically <laughs> well yeah 20 years holy crap it's hard to believe but I guess well, there you go it's basic it's oh, can you hear my little boy crying yeah because he wants his own phone <laughs> he wants to start text, he wants to start texting yeah. Oh God! It'll be so fast. I, I do have to say, it's texting great. made it made it really really easy to like ignore people during meetings, and <laughs> and pretend like you're doing something important when you're not. Well, see, my first phone was a BlackBerry, so I kind there, of texted by default using there, that. I guess there's your problem, though. You used to. <laughs> there you go. Um, so next thing is uh, Google Webmaster Tools erroneously. Erroneously, that's a good word. Reactivates obsolete user accounts. So how did that huh. happen? I, you know, that's a good question. I don't know. On eWeek, sounds like big news. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, people. Yes, there's not a lot in the news. We just <laughs> threw these things in there in the last minute. But it's interesting. I mean, Google doesn't usually make mistakes. I think that's why everyone jumps on them. Uh, not any obvious mistakes like this, anyways. A small set of Webmaster Tools accounts were impacted, and it's investigating ways to prevent this from happening in the future. So, oh, so, this will be on the front page. Yeah, so what basically what happened, from what my understanding, is that people who had access to Webmaster Tools account, let's say um, 
you know, you had an ex-employee that had access to it and you removed access, they got access back accidentally. So they could have went in and seen data they weren't supposed to see or changed things. The odds of them actually knowing they got access, um, unless Google sent out emails, is probably pretty slim. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, so so how do you set your webmaster tools up, Ross? Do you give everybody a master account, or do you have each individual person's account set up, or do you give them dedicated accounts with a company email address? How do you set that up? Because you've got a lot of clients, and you have to trust your staff to be able to access that data and not misuse it if something ever happened. How do you, how do you set that up? Well, if I had a bigger company, I'd be more worried about it. I've only got, you know, I've only got a few trusted staff. Uh, there's really just three of us that could touch account at one time, and I trust them implicitly. So we all use the same account that has all of our client accounts in it. Um, uh, however, when I did get a little, you know, I've, I've, I've had some uh, expansion, and then I've, I've shrunk a little bit. So when I was expanded and I had more people, then I, then I made sure that they had different accounts and they were uh, – Restricted, you know, basic user versus administrator. So if I had a larger company, there's no question whatsoever I'd do that. So let's say you were the client and you hired a big search company to help you out for some reason. Let's say you didn't have enough time to do it yourself and they wanted access to Webmaster Tools. How would you expect them to handle it to, to, to make sure that you and your data was secure from them? Well, I'd certainly have to, you know, that's part of the due diligence you do on a company before you work with them, first of all. I mean, you make sure that they've got common sense. They're the kind of company you would want to work with that you can trust to run your entire marketing image online. <laughs> it's kind of like what they're doing. Um, and uh, after that point, then I would expect them to restrict the usage to only the most necessary people. Um, they can re- remain admin, I guess, but it's as yeah. long as they're restricting it. And one of the things, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure that now, just like analytics in Webmaster Tools, you can assign access. So you would always own your account, and if you had an agency come in to work for you, you could assign them access. And if something went weird, you could revoke their access. So you would control it that way. Um, That's the way I like clients to do with us. I want them to own their Webmaster Tools and then Mm -hmm. grant us access, and then if for any reason, the, the relationship sours or they just run out of budget and don't want us to, to work with them anymore because I know they're going to be happy. <laughs> it's the only reason it's because they run out of budget. Um, but, but then all they have to do is say, um, this email no longer has access. And it's, it, it makes it, I think it's really, it really helps protect the data for a small company or even a larger company that's running Webmaster Tools. Um, I think from this perspective where this it was a problem was let's say that you and I were working for a small client and they gave us access. And let's say like, like you have your setup and this is very – the way you have it set up is very, very common is where there's one primary account and you have three or four people in your company using that same account to access it. In some companies, there's somebody that might have access, not you because all your people are awesome. I know them. They're great. But in other companies that set up the same way you do, they might have somebody that came in and there was a bad breakup and somebody got fired because they were hitting on the owner's wife or something and it just wasn't good, right? And, and they, they removed them from that account where they changed the access to the account. But because of this problem that, that Google had, they somehow got access to that data again. Uh, because Google did this. And that, I think, was where the real issue with this problem that Google had was. Yeah, as soon as there's an actual secure uh, privacy breach, that's a big deal. Which is what uh, this was. Okay, they weren't very clear with that in this article. No, At least no. not from the but beginning. It, 
and I'm pretty, I'm fairly sure I can look, but I'm fairly sure that it was corrected relatively quickly. Uh, I don't think it's an issue anymore. Um, yeah. So. yeah, I got a prediction for you. I just thought of one that's that's good and obvious, but also eh, unique. I believe more and more websites are going to switch to um, secure HTTPS next year. And why do you say that? So they can get their keyword information back. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also for the benefits of it. I mean, there are some serious benefits, although there are headaches involved. But uh, I think, you know, what is it? Over 50% easily for tech companies are, are coming from, uh, you know, no information. You know, so, no so, so explain to people why, why that makes a difference. So what, what are they getting back that they've lost and why? Well, for example, uh, a while ago, Google uh, changed how uh, keyword information is being passed. Essentially, if anyone – well, okay, this is how it works. If you sign into Google, you're signed in. When you do any searches, it's forcing mm-hmm. HTTPS encryption on your searching. So in other words, we can't see what keyword you use to get to our website because is, we are not secure. And it's not just Google. Um, the new version of Firefox comes is coming doing the same thing. So if anybody's using the Firefox browser, um, when the new one comes out, that'll be um, doing the same kind of filtering. Um, there's, I think there's talk of Chrome doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it's actually moving to the browser side, not just the search engine, um, as far as the HTTPS um, tracking. So Google owns probably the biggest provider for security. The security seals or something, right? Who who do they own? Oh, I don't know. Just saying that, that this is just too. If they don't, if they don't, they're gonna buy them. Yeah, exactly. Because there's a lot of money in that. It costs. It's not cheap getting you know SSL encryption on your site and last keeping time, it last time, I, last time I did it, which was you know a few years ago, it was like about a hundred bucks for a domain to get your SSL certificate. And then there's all the headaches involved with anything that might be insecure that you're linking to. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, 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 how does the website switching? To- <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, so, 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 how does the website switching to HTTPS fix the problem? Well, once you are secure and you're going from secure to secure, that information does pass. It's it's when it goes from a secure URL to a non-secure URL that's where any information is not being passed. If you are secure, you're good. You get it back. You get that information back. Of course, so, anyone else who's not secure is not going to pass it. So it has to be. There's a. There's going to be a tipping point, and I think that's going to come next year. So, so, so my one devil's advocate to that goes back to what we first talked about in the show was the redirects. So people are not going to link to secure versions of sites. So you're going to have to put a redirect in to your HTTP version of your site to your HTTPS when anybody comes into the site. So you're going to lose link profile juice across the board if you're serving an HTTPS site only. Yeah, but Google Google makes changes. I, I believe they make changes that are, are, are smart around things like this. If they see that there are people who are doing that, there's no reason for them to change how the page rank is, is passed then. They want people to go to secure, they claim. So... I would think that that's going to be a, a very small blip on the radar, and it won't be very much that's lost, if anything. That's a point, but it'll be interesting to see see somebody in our industry doing testing on it because yeah. somebody will do testing. You should do testing and do a white paper, Ross. Oh, brother, there, I, there you know, you go. I would love to be one of those companies that could afford to do all that. <laughs> that means essentially having someone just doing testing all the time. I mean, we have a few tests, but 
you know, doing something big like that. That'd be a dream. Can't you get like a government grant or something or convince Hedger to do it for you? <laughs> Jim would love it. I'm sure he would. Uh, a government grant? Yeah, actually, there are government grants that do that. But boy, my, my, my colleague at work there has gone through that and uh, for his neuroscience company. And uh, wow, it's a hell of a lot of hoops to jump through. But yeah, they give you quite a bit of money too. So you got someone who has experience writing these grant requests. That's a good step. It is. It is. Well, we're going to do it for socialmediatips.com because we've right. got some algorithms we want to write for that. But uh, at this point, I, I, it's just not happening. I'm impressed. It's been at least like three shows since you pitched, since you dropped name drop socialmediatips.com. It, it is because I've been feeling so guilty. My house is taking so much of my time. I've not been working on it enough. Uh, <laughs> curses. Oh, well, you know, it is uh, what it is. And, you know, we're way over time, just, of course, but uh, it's been fun. I actually went a lot longer than we're used to doing. <laughs> It was it was fun, definitely a fun show. Um, so I guess uh, at this point, I want to wish everyone a happy holidays. I'm hoping we're gonna uh, you're gonna hear us again before the holidays end. However, or start I mean, but uh, we are um, oh, getting close. I can't believe it's already the third. I know. I mean, 2013 is looming. Well, okay, we'll never make it there. You know, 12, 23 is our last day. The plan is last day, so. <laughs> Holy cow. Well, yeah. I, would, I, I would wish everybody Merry Christmas, but we're not going to get to that either. <laughs> <laughs> well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, thank you for joining us today. Uh, if you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to send them. We love it by either posting it on Facebook slash SEO one oh, Facebook.com slash SEO one one podcast, or you can contact me by email. That's Ross at stepforth.com, or you can reach John Carcut via Twitter at John Carcut. Have a great weekend and remember to tune into future tune into future episodes which air at two PM Pacific, five PM Eastern, every Monday on WebmasterRadio.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.